tinfoil hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Global controls will have to be imposed, and a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to tinfoil hat. We, we, we go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Uh, today, 
I'll be talking about uh, what else will I be? Oh, about uh, the judge, the crazy judge Ooh. thing that went on. Uh, I think there's more to the story. He may be a patsy, but we will soon find out. Daily doses. Just go to patreon.com forward slash tinfoil hat. Now, let's say you hate Patreon because there's people who do hate it. Go to uh, subscribestar.com forward slash tinfoil hat. Now, what I'm doing on that one is I'm putting all of the uncensored YouTube uh, tinfoil hats on there as well. Uh, we just did the comedy uh, comedy store live podcast. It's available there unedited, okay? Because Patreon will will take down your Patreon for something you said not even on their 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 site. So you gotta go there now. Get even crazier. Some of you guys don't even like subscribe car. I'm on fans only or onlyfans.com as well. Yes, there's a lot of nudity there, but all my patrons will be available on that as well. In case you want to like watch some chicks get naked and talk about conspiracies. It's all there. So you can get on subscribe star. You can get on uh, Patreon or is it fans only or only fans? Fans only. Fans only. So is you it? Go, I just got that approved. Or only for fans. The, now I'm confused. I think it's only fans. Only fans. I don't know. Yeah, only fans. So yeah, go check fans. that out. Uh, it, it is welcome there. Tin, uh, fansonly.com, tin foil hat. And I have a spiritual show, which will be very much related to today's topic. Uh, I do a spiritual no, show. It's not, it's not. You said fans only. It's onlyfans.com. So onlyfans.com. Go to onlyfans.com backslash or forward slash uh, tin foil hat. Uh, what else? Rockfin. We were talking about Rockfin. Yeah, Rockfin, dude. I have a new spiritual podcast, man, and I really love it. It's it's starting to get... It's, the whole thing is about how everybody's religion and philosophy, it's all blends in together, and you all talk about the same thing. Just go to rockfin.com forward slash zero, and you will find it. I'm putting up two a week on there. Uh, if you want to support the show, just go to uh, tin go to tinfoilhatt-shirts.com. Uh We're putting up... Can you show... I want to see... Uh, we got a whole bunch of new t-shirts. Uh, we're, we're, I'm showing them right here. We got the nasty one. The new nasty... nasty, nasty. Uh, the new nasty NASA t-shirt. We have... What else is up there? We got the female shirts. The Run, D- Run TFH. Run TFH. We got Rick and Morty's. The Jokers. There's a shirt for you. We have so many shirts. And we have more shirts coming up now as well. What is that? Is that your OnlyFans? No. Because I, it's onlyfans.com slash tinfoil hat. Or try I, Sam Tripoli. Someone stole it? Probably. Damn. Or I did it before and forgot it was there. Yep, oh, there it is. You gave the wrong one. Then. You're, I don't care. There it is. Okay. Sam, uh, yeah, don't go to, don't go to tinfoil hat. That's somebody backslash. else. It's uh, onlyfans.com forward, fat, forward slash Sam Tripoli. Look they at might, that kid. How good looking is that kid? They might think that you're showing out nudes right there if it's under your name. Then I, I'm, I'm expecting every bu- about 7 billion people to fucking sign up. <laughs> Guys, rocking. Please enjoy the show. Uh, I'm very excited about it. Uh, Let's get to it. And enough of the business. Let's get to it. Uh, I like to mix it up the episode so we're not all doing the heavy stuff all the time. Okay. Uh, I'm really excited to have our next guest guest on. He is a uh, star myth researcher. Please. Welcome, Dave Mathinson. How are you, brother? Hey, Sam. Thanks. 
I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. You just got to watch the master at work. Congratulations on that. <laughs> um, Dave, how are you? What, Dave, uh, did I contact you or did you contact me? I can't remember how exactly went, but I'm glad we did it. And uh, I think either you had saw a show that we did or, or somebody had tweeted me that I, I should have you on. And uh, you said, hey, man, I'm into all this kind of like the stars and what they represent. And I'm uh, super excited to have you on. Can you tell us a little bit about what you do and, and where our fans can find you? Yeah, thanks, Sam. I appreciate it. Hi to XG. Hi to Johnny. Hi to the Swarm out there. Can, uh... <laughs> You're doing better now. You want to host this show, bro? <laughs> <laughs> too much work. <laughs> you do it too well. You'd there is no. There is no. <laughs> there is no other Sam Tripoli. Um, you done. can find it on Star Myths of the World. So StarMythWorld.com. I've got a YouTube channel. Um, I've got an Instagram. But uh, if you just search for my last name and stars, you can find a bunch of different things on there. But my website, my main website is Star Myths of the World. But it talks about how all the world's ancient myths and scriptures and sacred stories are all built on this common celestial foundation of celestial metaphor. And when I say that, people are like, well, it sounds really interesting, but you don't even have it's like we don't even have a box to put that into. But what I'm saying is that all these figures like Moses or Krishna or Hercules or the figures in the myths from Australia or the Pacific are based on constellations and heavenly cycles. Uh, you know what, dude? I love what you're talking about right here. I started a new podcast, like I said earlier, um, called Zero. Yeah. And yeah, this whole, this whole show, I, I, this is just an audition. I want to get on Zero. Oh, dude, you know what? Consider yourself booked. <laughs> Consider yourself booked. Uh, zero is all about how, and I know I talked about this earlier, but Zero is all about how all of these religions all have this common theme, and it's like they just speak a different language. So they're all talking about the same thing. And it's 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 the same philosophies, just they have different words. You know, it's like I say it all the time. You know, uh, uh, you know, Eskimos have forty words for snow. It's still snow. You know, but they have their own words for it. So I think what you're talking is amazing, and it goes back to this kind of uh, thing that we talk on a show about how there's been this long game to not allow us to understand where we're from, who we are, and the ancient knowledge, man. So I'm super excited. Where do you want to start, man? I'm all about this action. Well, that's, that's, that's absolutely right, is that this has been kept from us. Like I said, the whole world's myths and scriptures are based on the same system. Right there, That if, if I were a college professor and I were to walk in and say, did you know that all the myths around the world, the Norse myths, are connected to the myths of the Maya, are connected to the stories in the Old Testament, they'd say, hey, there's the door. You know, don't <laughs> yeah. let it hit you on the way out. <laughs> yeah. Because this this flies in the face of conventional history. So um, I actually made a little slideshow if you want. Real quick, I talked to my friend things, Mark but- Steves. He helps me book uh, Zero. And he was talking mm-hmm. about how he had talked about kind of what you were mentioning right there. Uh, he had talked to a, a girl that he dated uh, who um, was very much into Christianity. And he had mentioned that, you know, what she was talking about, Jesus was mentioned in all these other religions, and she kind of had a weird reaction to it. And she kind of didn't want to believe it, but I'm like, 
that's kind of what we're doing here. That's kind of what we're dealing with here is that everybody's kind of taking this whole thing and then went on their own separate ways and made up their own words for it, but they're all talking the same language. So I'm super excited. It's very interesting how like people of a certain religion don't want to know, hey, these people, maybe you think don't believe in your religion or for some reason you think are your enemy, really believe the same shit. Yeah, I actually took the Bible literally for like 20 years of my life and not 20 years as a kid either, like starting when I was 19, 20 years old and going for 20 more years. I thought the Bible was supposed to be taken literally. And there's a lot of truth in those stories and there's a lot of meaning in there. And when I started to realize that they're not literal, that was a major life change. I had to like change everything that I believed. So I understand when people feel like, oh, my whole identity is being threatened. Um, so people who don't want <laughs> to see that the Bible is all based on the stars should turn off the show. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> we already did the read you know, so they can turn off the yeah. show if they want. <laughs> <laughs> so, But yeah, no, the... Uh, the Bible, all this, this system is worldwide. So the stories of the birth of Jesus parallel the stories of the birth of the Buddha very closely. And even conventional historians believe that the Buddha lived around 500 BC. I actually think that the Buddha is also a celestial figure, not a historical figure, same as Jesus, same as Moses. These are all, why do you have to believe that it, why does this story mean more to you if it was a historical story why the, the stories are actually about you and me these stories are about what we need in our life and the idea that it has to be linked up with some historical event doesn't make it any more meaningful in fact that takes away the meaning and then it's about something that happened thousands of years ago and it's not actually about you i think it all goes back to the fact that we have trusting people and these trusting people have been lied to at some point in the chain. They got lied to and somebody manipulated the information by telling them it was real. It, they, it really happened. And for some reason, they're stuck with that. And what's the old saying? I'm, I'm going to butcher it. But you have a better chance of fooling somebody than telling them they, that they've that they've been fooled. You know, and I know I butchered it, but it's basically <laughs> along the lines of that. So it's like... You know, on my again, on my on my zero, it's all about, hey man, what is the connections to these things? How do because I enjoy that because I believe in namaste. I mean, that word has just came into my life. I've always heard it, but to really understand it is like really in me right now. It's like when I get mad when someone goes, Oh, it's not all lives matter, it's black lives matter. I go, Well, then you don't realize in the universe. We're all, we have one universal consciousness. We're all connected. So yes, black lives matter because all lives matter. Because we're all part of the uni uni uh, the universe trying to figure itself out. I'm not going to say the word because I'm going to butcher it a thousand times. Acula, accus, oh god damn. Acupuncture? No, <laughs> self-acculizing. Is that that? Self-actualizing. Self-actualizing. Actualizing. Okay. Man, this guest is never going to come back on the show. Um, <laughs> so let's get into this, man. Take us through this, man. I'm dying to hear what you've learned. I love the subject. I'm, I'm excited, dude. Hey, thanks, Sam. And, and just because it's all based on the stars doesn't mean that it's not true. That's the 
that's the important. It's, I'm not saying that the Bible isn't true. I'm saying it's not literal. And I can prove that. I, I won't spend a bunch of time proving that. I've written lots of books that have lots of evidence in it. But I want to just kind of show some things that have to do. I love that you just brought up namaste and that whole concept of getting back in touch with who we are, who you are, who everybody is. And it sounds like it's all, oh, this is all a bunch of new age stuff. But it's this is actually connected to all the conspiracy stuff that you talk about. It's connected to all the oppression of different peoples around the world. It's a, it's connected to every. This is the biggest conspiracy in history, actually, to to suppress this wisdom. That is what happened. Well, but, you know, it's like we, with the podcast, right? The, everyone's like, oh, it's this new media. I go, hey, dude, I hate to tell you. The spoken word is the oldest media it is older than books books is new media compared to spoken word we've just gone back to the old way of digesting information which is straight up you know the matrix whoa i know kung fu like that is exactly what it is he's digesting information told to him something longer than fucking 10 20 minutes yeah right fucking so two three hours so so real quick okay real quick before we do this and i i'm gonna shut up because people are going nuts right now listen man if you are upset because he's saying that the isn't literal i think you're missing the point here the point is it's about lessons and morals that you're meant to learn from these stories and, and not that the story's literal. It's not, the, it's not diminishing what the Bible teaches. It's just saying that there are, some ba- there are some information out there that lets us believe or lets our guests believe that it's based off the stars. It doesn't mean what you've learned from the Bible isn't real or important. You know, it, it, believe it, dude. As long as you're loving people, believe whatever you want, man. I don't think you need to see this as a threat. That's my opinion. Ready for me to share the screen? Yeah, I'm I totally agree with you. I totally like, agree. Can I show the screen now, please? Oh my God. I'm so unprofessional. Go. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, uh, you don't hear a noise in the background, do you? Uh, no. Sound Johnny, good? do you right. hear a noise? No, no. no. It's good. All right, I'm going to share my screen. Let me know if this is working for you. I've got the uh, Black Lives got Matter the screen. slides up. You guys seeing that? Yep. Yeah, I see it on the screen already. It. Yeah, so this is a this is a picture of the constellation Sagittarius. And the reason why when I try and explain this, nobody has like a, a reference to latch onto it is we've never been taught the outlines of the stars. And this is an example of just the atrocious way of outlining the stars that if if I walked up to somebody in a bar and said, Hey, are you into astrology? They'd probably say, you know, if they were, they'd say, oh, yeah. And I said, do you know the, the characteristics of Capricorn or Sagittarius? They would say, oh, yeah, Capricorn is like this. And, I said, and if I said, hey, on this napkin, could you draw the stars of Capricorn or the stars of Sagittarius? Even people who are really into the constellation or the connections of the astrological signs would have a hard time drawing that. And so we don't even... You can go through 12 years of high school and four years of college and four more years of graduate school and never get introduced right to the constellations. And this isn't a tro- This is a you if, if you had this picture and tried to go out and find Sagittarius, I couldn't even remember this outline. And I, there's no way I could find that in the sky, especially not from memory. This is actually from I, I pulled this one up just for you, Sam, the Syracuse 
astronomical society. <laughs> I actually spent a lot of time in Binghamton when I was oh, in Oh, snaps! Uh, yeah. Bro, uh, yeah. Broom County Arena, dog. That's where I went and saw. <laughs> I saw, I saw a white snake, white lion, rat. Oh, wow. All right. Way yeah. cool junior. You know? Yeah, dude, that, you yeah, I, yeah. Sam, you're dating yourself there. I no, do. Yeah, rat. Hey, brother, I have two kids. I'm done. Yeah. Stick a fork in me. I'm fine with it, dude. I'm over. No, I love I'm, it. I love it. I got so, a rat's so tail. This is, I'm good. Not to put down the Syracuse Astronomical Society, but this is a terrible outline of Sagittarius. So there's an author in 1952 who wrote a book called The Stars, A New Way to See Them. This is, uh, it was written in 1952. This is how he outlines the stars. And that's H.A. Ray, who I'll just say in passing, you know who H.A. Ray is because H.A. Ray and his wife, Margaret Ray, are the creators of, you guys know? Chuck E. Cheese. Good guess, no. (laughs) (laughs) Curious. George books, the curious George books. I was in the realm. Good stuff. Yeah, you're in the right. You're in the right realm. So really, he also gave he also gave this gift to the world. He said the way we're outlining the stars is totally awful. Nobody can remember those when they go outside. They're either this jumble of lines that don't mean anything, or there's this really fancy kind of uh, artistic diagram. You can actually see it in the background of the Syracuse. Um, star picture on the left of your screen you can see uh, a centaur with a bow it's this yeah uh, very flowery picture that doesn't really you when you go out in the night sky you can't see that either but he says look i'm going to show you a way of envisioning the stars and this gift that he gave to the world h.a ray in addition to with his wife giving us curious george he also gave us this this book it's still in print since 1952 and it's like 28th version or edition and it is the way to see the stars so here's the outline of the constellation sagittarius and so when i say all the world's myths are based on constellations if you've been deliberately mistaught the constellations you'll never see it but if you use i don't know if ha ray was tied in to the ancient system or if he just got it from you know the universe gave it to him or if he said, hey, this needs to be published now because World War II, they're trying to, you know, kill everybody. Yeah, uh, I'm going to publish this. I don't know. But it's, it, he didn't publish it too long after World War II. Now, let me show you. There's it's the same stars. Mm-hmm. They've just deliberately or ignorantly made them very. You could not see the figure with those outlines. It's like, no, they, for sure. It's like they, they, they connected it in the worst possible way. Now, let me take you to uh, Boston. This is the Museum of Fine Art in Boston. That's me in 2016, just to show you how big. You have an age, base. bro. You actually look better. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Sam. Um, this is uh, you too. Uh, this is a <laughs> painting from like 450 BC. This is the name vase of this painter. We don't even know the painter's name. They call this painter the pan painter. Um, That's what they do with these ancient Greek painters. But look, this is actually a scene from myth. This is the goddess Artemis, Diana in, in Roman myth and Artemis in Greek. She's slaying this unfortunate hunter named Acteon. You can kind of see on the right side, the vase is curving. He's being eaten alive by his own hounds because he saw the goddess bathing and uh, he couldn't take his eyes off of her. And she said, oh, you like 
uh, watching me while I'm bathing, well, uh, too bad for you. And look at the outline of the goddess Artemis from this beautiful painting, this, this obviously a master artist <laughs> from 450 BC. Yeah, that now looks look at- exactly like it. Holy shit. I shouldn't use that language with this show. Holy cow. <laughs> and look yeah, at that. And look hat. at the tail is at the bottom of the, the yep. tail. Of the dog looks exactly where you see. Nice, Sam. That's the Southern crown, which is actually Corona Australis is its name. The constellation's name, Corona Australis. That's a Southern crown. We'll take a look at the Northern crown a little later, but look at the angle of her body. Look at the, like, look at her feet. Look at the, just her posture. She's kind of walking in one direction and looking back in the other direction. That is a characteristic of figures who associate with the constellation Sagittarius. Okay. Walking in one direction, looking the other way. I have to just explain this to uh, the audio version of this for you at oh, yeah. listening in your earbuds. Basically, it is a goddess. Th- think of your typical goddess. Uh, she looks like she has like almost like a, a sword staff on her back, uh, which is probably where she holds her bow. She has long brunette hair, very pretty face, and she has a uh, a bow that she's holding, and it's pointed at a guy who's getting attacked by two tiny greyhounds, it looks like, right? Just angry greyhounds. And uh, yeah, man, and it looks exactly like this uh this astrology it's unbelievable man it's unbelievable that was was great sam (laughs) you should be doing mma announcing Uh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah if you're listening you want to tune into the youtube version eventually and see the visuals but um look at even the angle that she's holding her bow there's different ancient artwork where the bow is at a different angle if it lines up with the constellation orion because he's got a bow also but it's at a different angle this is the the way she's holding the bow is another clue that it's sagittarius and then i love sam how you called out she's got this something on her back i don't know if it's a quiver like you said or maybe the the her maybe she has a sword or a short sword slung over her back but look at how there's a little that distinctive part of the constellation, kind of like a feather coming up from the top of the head, yeah. it plays different roles in different myths. But the art, the ancient artist has given you enough clues to say, I know what's going on. I know that these are connected to the stars. There's no way that's not an accident. I would, I would argue that's not an accident. I would argue that as well. And I just wonder if how he'd know, how he'd feel knowing that he's known as the pan artist a yeah. couple thousand years ago right they got i mean that this is before they came up with clever names like rap rappers do it was just like so obvious like pan it, it artists be little pan. it might have been a sheet we don't know if it was a male or a good female point artist, good Sam, point but, yeah. keep it politically but anyway correct. this is this this is what i'm talking about when i say the goddess sagittarius the goddess sagittarius the goddess artemis is associated with sagittarius and where sagittarius is in the sky has certain attributes and certain connotations. It's like a gigantic code. And so they're speaking to us in this language. It's like a metaphor. I use like the Mr. Miyagi. Um, it's like trying to teach something very deep and hard to grasp. Mr. Miyagi says, how am I going to reach this kid? And he says, okay, wax a car. You know how to do that. Wax on, wax off. And then he shows him that it's actually something about much deeper. So it's, a, it's about something totally unrelated not totally unrelated but it's something you can't exactly grasp but we're going to show it to you 
with the stars. That's what's going on. That is so awesome. That's so, so awesome. And this is, this is, I mean, I am, I am absolutely flabbergasted at the, at the, whoever put this together. And this is, this predates ancient Egypt. This predates ancient Mesopotamia. This was already in effect in the myths of ancient Egypt. Um, the Osiris myths or the myths of Gilgamesh in ancient Mesopotamia or the, um, so I say, uh, you said this is so awesome, and I love how enthusiastic you get on your show, Sam. That's why I was so excited to come on when you say Thank stuff you, like that. And yes. I said thanks just out of uh, like reflex, but really I didn't put this together. I, and people have known this before me. This is I am in awe of the myths, and I'm trying to point people towards the myths so that they can get this message that we very much need in today in this present moment. Because this was given to every culture on the planet in their ancient myths. This is in Africa. This is in Australia. This is in China and Japan, their myths and sacred stories. This is in the North America, Native Americans of the, the nations of the North America, Native American indigenous. It's, it's in the Maya, the Inca. And they don't really have any kind of actual thing where you're like, this is where they connected. Right. It's kind of like it's interesting. These two groups that probably never, ever met each other all have the same philosophy. Like the floods. They all have a flood, too. Yeah. They all talk about they having all have floods. floods. That's right. They're absolutely. Xavier or XG. What, what should I say? <laughs> whatever you want. <laughs> whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever those, want. Those Make patterns, up a new one. What, he does what he's it all talking time. about is like these patterns <laughs> that you see around the world. The flood is one of the biggest ones. But there's other ones too. I've got a, I've got one a different one to show you. But this is a painting. Does anyone know what this painting is? Can you guys see that? I uh, can. It, it looks, looks like they're going to the. To is heaven. that the archangel uh, Gabriel expelling? Uh, no, what is that? I don't know. You're, what you're, you're in the ballpark. Jacob's ladder. Wait, Jacob's ladder. Yeah, Bingo. Who said that? Bam. That Johnny. was Johnny. But I gave. I told him to say. I, I didn't want all the credit. <laughs> I know that, but we got to give him some credit. <laughs> oh, so this, this is uh, <laughs> this is one rendition of Jacob's Ladder. This is actually from 1665. And wow. when I look at this painting, see, after you start to really kind of absorb the connections to the constellations, one thing that is really jumps out at me is the the way the clouds are matches up with the Milky Way in the sky. I haven't really shown you guys the Milky Way and people who are at home just have to go. Uh, why am I listening instead of watching? Oh, you guys got the, you got the video recorder going, right? Right, yeah, right, yeah. right, okay. right, Good, right, right. <laughs> so that pattern of clouds, very similar to the brightest and widest part of the Milky Way. And it just so happens that Sagittarius is located on one side of the brightest, widest, brightest, widest part of the Milky Way. The, they call it the galactic center or the galactic core. And it has this kind of dark rift going across it. And the, the angels are going up. This is from Genesis 28. The angels, Jacob is running away from home or he's heading out to a place called Haran. He's had a fight with his twin brother Esau. And he's uh, out in the middle of the wilderness and he lies down on a rock and goes to sleep. And he has this vision and he sees a ladder stretching from the earth into the heavens and angels ascending and descending. So, what, so just to give a kind of a, um, uh, just more of a verbal paint, uh, picture of this painting, uh, you have a gentleman who's in red and white, just really sleeping on some rocks, which seems very much like 
Los Angeles right now with the homeless, <laughs> right? Uh, just kind of laying on some rocks. And then you have um, what looks like, I don't know, like a Game of Thrones type kind of uh, visuals behind it. You have uh, you have uh, uh, um, a tree that looks like it has a mouth and eyes, and you have some uh, brush on top of it, and the back is gray. And then right in the middle of the sky, in like the middle of the picture, not the top of the middle, it's like an open cloud it's open it's either white clouds or an open sky of all white so then um we have what looks like a uh, crooked ladder going up okay and on the left hand side of the crooked ladder looks like a weird kind of battle of angels where there's uh from the top down there's several angels in black and then you have like two white angels on the bottom One's fighting all of them while the other friend is just creeping on the guy sleeping. Uh, yeah, it's like, I think he's like, wake up. And uh, it's really, uh, it's a pretty cool painting. But yeah, he's right. The angels and the clouds kind of zigzag at the same place. That's a cave, right? Or a tree. Yeah. Is that so, a cave? Yeah, so that, see that little, so that's another thing that after looking at lots and lots of constellations in this part of the sky, there's this hill kind of with a little cave in it and a twisted little tree on top of it. Those are all, I would argue, celestial patterns. And in fact, even the cracks in the rock and then that split tree going up, I would argue those cracks actually look to me like the artist is giving a nod to the constellation Scorpio, which is located on the other side. So Jacob in this painting looks to me like he's a Sagittarius figure. He's got one arm over his head, just like we saw Sagittarius had that plume. He's got kind of almost a skirt looking garment on the other side is on the other side of the Milky Way from Sagittarius is Scorpio. And you've got all these tree roots. Anyway, I'll show you Scorpio. So but you can see kind of that crack in that I kind of highlighted. Let me go to the actual stars. Here's this is the actual region of the sky that I'm talking about. Can you guys see Sagittarius in the lower left there? And there's the southern crown next to Sagittarius. Yep. That's the same constellation that we were looking at before. But I've inverted the colors. Obviously, when you go out in the night sky, the background is dark and the stars are bright. But I've inverted it because it's a lot easier to see. If I had a totally black screen with little dots on it, you, you wouldn't see them very easily. But can you see Scorpio is right next to Sagittarius? Yeah. And that kind of uh, darker smudge going up in between Scorpio and Sagittarius, that is the Milky Way. And at oh. night, that would be that would be brilliant, glowing, um, you know, shining, not dark. But I've inverted the color, so everything that's dark in this case, the Milky Way looks dark. But at night, the background would be dark, and the Milky Way would be bright. Okay. Yeah, dude, that's it. Holy cow! Even the hill that is above the, you know, the hill that's on the other side of the cloudy part that is. This constellation is called Ophiuchus. It looks like almost wow. like a tall tombstone. So this is, and actually there's this um, eagle. It's called Aquila the Eagle right above Sagittarius. Can you see the eagle figure going up the Milky Way? Yeah, I see that one. That's only... actually, yeah, that's Aquila the Eagle. Actually Don't... in Spanish it would be what? Aguila. Aguila. Right. The only and one I... I notice on there, honestly, is the the Big Dipper or is that the Little Dipper? Yeah, that's the Big Dipper in the upper right corner. That's right. So that is the Big Dipper. The Little Dipper is off the screen to the top. Wow. Big Dipper is off the screen to the top. But this is a really important region of the sky. And the reason I 
started with this myth is, um, well, the 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 whole the whole message of that Jacob's ladder is he thought he was alone in the middle of the desert. And I put the quote in here somewhere. I think it my animation didn't work right, but he thought he was alone in the middle of the desert. He goes to sleep and has this vision. He sees in Genesis 28, it talks about a ladder reaching from the earth to the heavens and angels are ascending and descending. There's actually, in addition to Aquila, the eagle, there's Deneb or not Deneb, Cygnus, the swan is coming down from the top, but it's off the screen a little bit. But there are two huge birds in the Milky Way. You can see them this time of year. One is Aquila, the eagle. It's flying upwards. One is Cygnus, the swan. It's flying downwards for those of us in the Northern Hemisphere. And it is the, those are the angels ascending and descending. But here's a different painting. This is from the early 1800s. You see, again, the kind of cloudy ladder. Yeah. That's yeah. the Milky Way. Yeah. Some angels are going up. Some angels are coming down. He even in the in the biblical passage of Genesis 28, he sees a vision of the Lord God at the top of the ladder reaching down and giving him this blessing. He he's receiving this blessing. You see how he's kind of reaching down? Yeah. The the God figure is reaching down. Now look at the top of that hill that I told you about. From Scorpio, if you go up, you yeah. see a figure reaching down with a square head just at the top. I can't really show my mouse, I don't think. But anyway, there's a figure up Where there. Where is that, it, Johnny? I, I think it's the one that appears to be holding something like a, a, a sword or something. No, above yep, that, that's I right. See, right. That's right, yeah. Above oh, that. Yeah, I see that, where it looks so like right, he's got right a little hat. Here. Oh, okay. <laughs> right okay. there. All that's right. the constellation Hercules. Let me use my eraser and fix that. Maybe I can, uh, whoops. Uh, hitting too many buttons. Um can you guys still see it? Sorry. Yeah. I yeah. can't see my mouse is the problem. No, it's but fine. That, you did that it. Figure you did that, right. that figure that I just showed you, that lines up. That's the, the constellation Hercules lines up with some of the most powerful deities in any uh, in any myth system, like Zeus, like Thor with his hammer. That's Zeus with his thunderbolt. Uh, Zeus's th- son is Hercules. That's the figure of Hercules lines up with that same constellation. I'm going to have to quickly stop share because my, um, dude, that's awesome. Can you, are you, what are you guys seeing? I'm, I'm, I'm seeing you some... staring at your computer right now. Okay. Shoot. Um, let me go back to sharing. How do I get out of this thing? Here we go. All right. So you're, you're back looking at me. Yeah. Stunning. <laughs> okay. All right. Sorry to uh, take us out of the moment. Let me get us back into that. Uh, visual. So I did have the quote. Now I'm going <laughs> to. It's all right. Dude, you're. Do- By the way, can we go best presentation ever so far? <laughs> so you, you're like, you're, you think you're doing bad? You're killing it. So it's right, got thanks. animation. So, yeah. But you can see that there. I mean, it's because they're all. This is not me just dreaming this up. This is actually in the texts of. It is around the world. I've found now like several hundred examples. It's not, it's, I'm, I'm not even in doubt. I, I don't think that the Bible is based on the stars. It is based on the stars. But here's the quotation that I wanted to uh, put. Can you see it at the bottom of the screen? Yes. Jacob awakened out of his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place, 
and I knew it not. He didn't know he was in the presence of the divine realm, but he, he was. And you were saying, Sam, you, you love this term namaste that you've yeah. you know, recently gotten introduced to. What does it mean? You know, what are they trying to say when they say namaste? Uh, I believe that uh, the universe is in all of us. Right. It's, it has to do with the recognition of like the divine connection that's in me recognizes the divine connection yes. that's in you. And yes, like, yes, exactly. That's what, that's what this passage is, is telling you. You're in the presence of you've got a connection to the infinite realm. You don't know it. And, and this is a picture to help all of us understand this is not just about someone named Jacob who lived 3000 years ago and was walking through the desert by himself. Cause if, if this was just about him, then it's like, Oh, that's great. So the Lord appeared to Jacob. Wonderful for him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's kind of interesting that people would be like, no, it literally happened. This guy was it's sitting there and God came. You. you know, and I have no problems if you want to believe that, but this seems to me, what this says to me is like, all the things, and believe me, I think this is a part of the long con who, long con as well, to make religious people seem crazy, right? Is to make that, make this seem like, oh, dude, if you don't believe this is literal, you're an idiot. So then, so then you have religious people go, oh, it's literal, it's literal. And it's like, no, man, this to me, like, says, dude, what you believe in is, there's some, there's a lot of truth to it because it's in the stars. And it, 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 and when you go, it's not literal, dude. These are morals to learn and live by. Now it's like, yeah, dude, that's common sense to me. This, this is totally, this is exactly right. And it's about getting in touch with your higher self, your authentic self, your essential self. And we're like conditioned to even kind of push away against that. You know, if I say, hey, your essential self, you know, while I'm, you know, on in the locker room with my buddies from the baseball team, they'll be like, uh, Hey, stop talking about that. That makes me uncomfortable. It's like, you don't even want to talk about the essential self or you want to make fun of people who talk about the essential self. But actually, if you want to do well in sports or you want to do well in anything, you've got to get in touch with who you really are. And there's this like doubting self that keeps you from it. That's why there's always twins. There's this doubting self that keeps us from our essential self. And actually Jacob in this story is a twin. He's got a twin brother, Esau, and there's twins in myths around the world. All, all the myths around the world have twins and it's not actually talking about two different people. It's talking about, you've got this doubting side that keeps you from achieving your full potential. And you've got an essential self. That's who you really are, but you've suppressed it. In, in suppressed Buddhism, it. is 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 that what they call the dark passenger? Uh, in Buddhism, Buddhism talks a lot about how everybody has a, a dark passenger. You know, uh, and the more and more you think about it, now, you understand why they demonize sexuality. Because if the belief is everybody has this kind of dark passenger with them, ah. Uh, everyone's going to be into something that's a little different than everybody else. What a great way to control everybody is by kind of demonizing this dark passenger, you know, and 
by having a twin, it, you know, it, and I might be making connections that aren't there. I'm just thinking out loud right now. It's like this connection that, you know, that everybody has. There's two you. There you, you, and then there's this other side of you. And both, and everybody has that. Well, and if, if these powerful people over the longest time know that, and now they demonize this dark passenger that each one of us has. It's very easy to control people and kneecap people. Well, in cartoons, they have that. They have the e- the evil and, yeah, and good the, and evil. the good yep. and evil. And yep. one of them's always bad. One of them's always good. And you're yep. supposed to pick the good side and fuck the gap, the evil one, even if it's what you should be wanting to do. XG's getting XG's starting to get his pace, dude. There we go. He's starting to get his pace. So, am I off on that one, or am I? So, so here's here's the answer, Sam. I'm not a guru, so I'm trying to point people to the myths. Only I can't give you the right answer. <laughs> the, I love that. I love what, that, Dave. What that we have to do is get in touch. We, <laughs> we, That's probably the most adult thing ever our... said out here. Hey, dude, I'm not an expert, bro. I'm just telling you what's out there, which is like what I say all the time as well. It's like, dude, anything I say, especially when I say it wrong, uh, why don't you research it, dude? I, I am not here to tell you what is going on and what's not going on. What was the other one? It's too much for us to comprehend. No, oh, yeah, the, the it's complex science that yeah. you can't understand. <laughs> that. that was the that best was, one. That, yeah. was, uh, J- that was uh, Jay Gould. Yeah, Jay, Dr. Jay, Dr. Yeah. Gouge. That was yeah. great. Yeah, he, he just, told me not to put on sunscreen, and I went surfing yesterday for five hours with no sunscreen. Oh, did you see <laughs> like, Mug Zuckerberg with all that sunscreen all surfing? I'm like, I'm like, oh, man, now I'm going on Sam Tripoli tomorrow, and I'm all sunburned because I listened to the No Sunscreen show. <laughs> but, but I love that show. That was a great show. I oh, love what he was saying dude. about vitamin D deficiency. But, yeah, complex science that you can't understand. Yeah, no, the, the, so this is about getting in touch with your authentic self, your higher self. And I don't think it means do whatever you want. Okay, so I think that's a twisting of it. I, actually, if you read, like, the Bhagavad Gita – it's a conversation between Krishna and Arjun, which again can be shown to be in the stars. But Krishna tells him over and over, you have to do what's right without connection to the outcome, without worrying about the outcome. Do what's right. It doesn't mean do whatever you want without worrying about the outcome. It means do the right thing without worrying, am I going to be successful? Am I going to fail? That Because that's what that's the, the this this doubting mind will always say uh, you can't make that shot or or you oh you know this shot is too important you're gonna blow it in in a basketball game or something that if you let that that you've got to get past that doubting mind to reach your full potential so uh, but what I what I want to say is I can't connect anyone with their authentic self only I can only connect myself with my authentic self only you can connect yourself with your authentic self. And so I can only point people. I think the myths are all about that. And we'll get into that, that question of what you're talking about. We'll get into that a little bit. Cause I, I totally believe that we've been uh, kept from this knowledge because it's much more easy to control people when they're traumatized and split off from who they actually are. Hold on one second, brother. When you, when you are going into more talking about you, click back to you so we can see you. Oh yeah. You know, okay. I, I will yeah, be, good call. you know, and yeah. So when you want to show us, show us your screen. And then when you want to talk, show us you, because we got to see that smiling face. <laughs> good call. Thanks. Okay, Sam. Um, so you want to 
proceed with a few other slides? Or you yeah, wanna, dude. Uh, I, dude, it's your on. presentation. Right. They just want, but, but you know, when you talk, they'd like to see you. Okay. So this is a picture of ancient Egyptian carving from Dendera Temple. You can see the hieroglyphs there. And that is a picture of the god Osiris. Dad is, bod. <laughs> Who's that, Johnny? Yeah. Uh, Johnny with a Johnny point. Yeah, in. that is a dad bod. <laughs> that totally is a dad. Nobody's doing sit-ups back in Egypt. Nobody. Well, because <laughs> back then being fat was a sign of lo- that you lived in Wealthy. luxury. Yeah, wealthiness. Well, and he's wrapped up. You know, he's mummified and he's buried. This The buried god that's been... Uh, sent down to the underworld is a pattern that we find around the world through myths. There's a also it can be a goddess like in ancient Mesopotamia. There's a goddess named Inanna in ancient Sumerian. She had to go down to the underworld. There's in the Norse myths, Balder had to go down to the underworld, and then they tried to bring him back. I'm going into this, Sam, because. You said on a show yeah, recently. Yeah, yeah, see, yeah, I've been yeah, listening yeah. to lots and lots of tinfoil hat, and you. I think it was when you were on with. The Ryan that you kept saying, calling Rai Rai, you said, oh, yeah, there's that story about you go down, going down to hell to try and get his girlfriend back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was talking to Ray Ray from Tokyo, China. Ray Ray. Right. And yeah. uh, he was, um, we're, yeah, we were talking about how, um, how uh, yeah, the myth where the guy wanted to go get his woman, but the whole thing was his 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 girlfriend his lover his wife and the whole thing was that he could bring her back but uh he couldn't look back he couldn't see if she's there or not so and then one time he looks back and she goes all the way back into hell so yeah that's what yeah totally yeah so that's all based on the stars so these these uh the buried god or goddess or the god or goddess who has to go down into the underworld that's that's what i was uh the, I'm I'm going to work that in, but that is, we connect to the, we connect to the infinite realm or to the higher, the divine realm through our higher self, but that's been suppressed. So that's what I think all these myths are about. I'm telling you, man, it's all the same, dude. It's like higher frequency, lower frequency. And that's what I believe in, man. And I'm starting to believe that the Anunnaki might've been lower frequency. And they made deals with certain people. I'm starting to think that's possible. Controversy. Deal with I've who? Got, I've got I've got an Anunnaki slide on here later if we have time to get to it. But, uh, <laughs> We're gonna have time to get to it, brother. <laughs> so let me share. Let me show you the. Uh, here's the myth that you were referencing when you were talking to your friend Ray Ray from Tokyo. <laughs> let me see if I can pull it up here. All right. Oh yeah, yeah. There it is. So this is. This is the story of Orpheus and Eurydice. Orpheus and Eurydice. And in this is the Greek myth version. He Orpheus is like the world's greatest musician. I don't know if you can see it. It's yep, it's kind of dark, it. but he's like dropping his stringed instrument right below his hand as oh, he's yeah, reaching out it. for it. it looks, it's a it's a lyre. It's called a lyre. And there's actually a constellation called Lyra the lyre. It's in that kind of shape. You see, you know, like the ancient ancient musicians playing. Kind of looks this, like a wishbone like or a tuning fork in a weird yeah. way. If, it, if you had a, a large wooden tuning fork, and it's got strings on it, it's like a miniature harp or something that they would play. It's in the it's Bible. Like a stringed too. David, horseshoe. David plays, yeah, stringed horseshoe. So he, the the in the myth, actually 
Do you know how Eurydice dies in the myth? This is a statue of Eurydice. We can tell it's Eurydice because she has been fatally bitten by a serpent on her foot. On their wedding day, in fact, in most versions of the myth, Orpheus loves Eurydice and he's the greatest musician in the world. He can even make the rocks start crying when he starts playing. He's so uh, the most amazing musician ever, Orpheus. And there's Orphic hymns that are named after Orpheus. But his beloved Eurydice, the day that they got married, she was so happy. She was walking through the field um, on their wedding day and stepped on a serpent and she died and went down to the underworld. And Orpheus, of course, was heartbroken. So he goes down to the underworld and he plays his harp for the king and the queen of the underworld and whose names you're not supposed to really say in ancient Greece. (laughs) And he says, please, please, please let me bring Eurydice back. And they, they say, okay, Orpheus, you've melted our heart with your, your, you know, playing your music and your love for Eurydice. Go ahead. But you walk up the the path back to the light and uh, back to the, the, the land of the living and she'll be behind you. She won't make any noise because right now she's, you know, in the realm of the dead. She's a kind of a ghost. But you have to trust us. This is the one stipulation. As long as you trust us all the way and get all the way back up, then you can have her back. But if you turn around to check and see if she's coming, then that shows a lack of faith. That shows doubt. And she's going back to the underworld. So that picture that you saw of he, of course, he goes all the way. He's he's tortured with doubt but he goes all the way up 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 not looking back he's like are they playing a trick on me i don't know he gets but 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 he says i can't look back i can't look back he takes the step to get out of the underworld and up into the back onto the ground of of earth and he's like oh this is kind of a big step uh i might need to help her and and instinctively turns around thinking he can give her a hand and he realizes oh shoot and uh she disappears back into the underwear. That's the last oh, man. Dude. Isn't that awful? Imagine he'd never hear the end of that, right? If he actually got in a relationship. <laughs> oh. He should have gone back down and be like, listen, I did the whole thing. <laughs> I, there, I got all the way to the last step, and then it was just like reflex. I turned around. And yeah. I'm, so yeah. come on. Let yeah, me come that on, is not dude. how it works in the myth. Oh, that is God. not how the king and the queen of the underworld work. So, well, why did she go to the underworld? Was she not a good no, person? No, she died. From the, that's just where all the dead people go. That's where all the dead yeah. people go. Oh, man, I, I would have looked. I would have looked behind me way sooner than that. I don't, <laughs> I'm not trusting those fuckers. But the amazing yeah, thing is, yeah, then it would work. He'd look. He'd, he wouldn't even leave the place. He'd look back. <laughs> it's funny. I've heard a romantic See, version of that myth that it was. He was. It was almost like he made a a decision to look back because it was worth it for him to get like a look at her. Oh, Even if it was oh yeah. Like, I've heard that. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Damn. If you're smart, if you're smart, that's what you tell her. You'd be like, I just, I had to see you before we got there. <laughs> I couldn't. So, yeah. Johnny, you're slow jamming yeah. the miss. Is that what you're doing no, right I now? No, I heard, I can't remember. I think we talked about that in college Sam, or something. Johnny's a slick one here. Johnny is a slick one. So the amazing thing is this is actually found around the world. This pattern of the, the beloved that, trying to go down and bring back the beloved is actually, can you see the share there? Oh, wow. There's all these nations of the North American, when even the first missionaries showed up in North America, they were quite shocked. They called it 
the Orpheus myth or the Eurydice myth in North America wow. as if, as if, oh, it's the Greek version. But they had their own different and different variations on this myth in all these different Native American tribes, all the way from the Northwest, all the way around to the Northeast. And this is in the 1600s. And some people could say, oh, well, maybe the missionaries were talking about Greek myths and somehow it got worked in. No, that's not what happened because, oops, I, I better not show you all the cool stuff on this next slide. So let me show you this, this slide here. So this is the same region of the sky. Remember how I said Sagittarius kind of looks like she's walking one way, but looking back the other way. Yeah. yeah. That's a pattern in myths around the world. So Orpheus, there's actually a constellation that's called, oh yeah, sorry. Eurydice stepped on a serpent. See Ophiuchus is stepping on Scorpio. Oh. And that's actually in uh, Genesis. There's a passage where when Adam and Eve get thrown out of the garden in Genesis 3, verse 15, where the Lord says to Eve, okay, uh, I'm going to put enmity between you and the serpent and between your offspring and his offspring, and it shall bruise his heel, and, and your offspring shall bruise his head, it shall bruise his heel. It's talking about the same part of the sky. It's all based on the stars. But this is Eurydice. Is, is associated with that constellation that's stepping on the serpent there. Oh, my God. And Orpheus, this is the constellation of the lyre. I put that green arrow at the very top pointing right. towards Lyra, the lyre. You can see it even has two little strings. It's got a very bright star in it, Vega. And you should have Chris Knowles on if you haven't, um, Sam. Christopher Knowles, he's fantastic. He has his blog called The Secret Sun, and he talks about how these patterns are working into all kinds of actually terrible events that are going on in the world around us. But ah, it, like somebody, somebody that. is, somebody is using this system to this day. This is, um, have you heard that there's this game called the Illuminati game? Actually, we have yeah, it right yeah. here. Put up Illuminati. And I bet you, if you go through this, I bet you it has a lot to do with what you're talking about. And those in those stars and some people think they're following this the stars mm. no the, the stars aren't following the, so, the people are following it that are uh, the, we'll call them the masters of mankind yeah so this this ancient knowledge i argue was given to everybody on the planet and then it got like like there given- was a certain there was a certain group that said i want this for us and not for everybody else and those people set up you know how sam's always talking about let me stop share how do i stop share sam's always talking about the uh you know the roman empire never went away that's when it happened that's when literalist christianity was that's when all these sacred stories were turned into oh no you have to believe them literally and then i get into that a little bit later in some of the slides but that's those people who wanted to keep it for themselves basically carved up the Roman empire. And that's what Europe, you know, all these, you know, aristocrats, which means the best people, the best leaders said, okay, we get all the increase of the land, everybody else. You can just have a very low surf like standard of living or serfdom. You're not going to, you're going to have subsistence basically live in absolute poverty 
because this is the divine order. This is our, this is the way the Bible says, you know, if you go against the, if you go against this system, you're going to go to hell. This is all part hey, of Hey, that. David, how similar, uh, I saw you had some like Native American tribes listed there. How similar were their conceptions of the stars, like their constellations to? Yeah, that's a great question. To some of the others. So around the world, there are different ways of seeing the constellations. There's different, um, different constellations, different interpretations. Right. But this system is the same around the world. Even in Australia, which, you know, conventional historians believe that the Australian Aboriginal people were basically isolated for thousands of years. They've got myths that connect with this system. So I think this system is even more ancient than, it's clearly more ancient than ancient Egypt. This lines up with all the archaeological evidence like Gobekli Tepe, that there was some kind of ancient culture. That's where I think this system came from. Oh, that's from. fascinating. Okay. So, so the myths, so the, the Native American myths, the really interesting thing about their versions of this myth, let me go back to um, showing it to you. They preserve parts, they preserve stuff in their versions of the retrieval from the dead myth that the Greek myth doesn't have. So it didn't, it's not like the missionaries brought it over because they have parts of the myth. So you're saying that, it might have been from an older verbal tradition. like Right. It's uh, probably, oh, okay. we're all inheritors. It's not that somebody brought this around, uh, like the Egyptians took this over to the Native Americans or something. It's right. probably we're all descended from. What is your so is your thought that there was some kind of uh, diaspora, like a, a spread, the people spread out or that, there were some people who took it to each each of the cultures. Yeah, probably the first one. Okay. I don't know for sure. Nobody knows. Anyone who tells you they know for sure, they don't know for sure. That's because this is before Egypt. So this probably whatever culture or society created this, and they were whoever it was. It was just very sophisticated, so, and beautiful. Do you, so do you think there was an a, there was a civilization before Egypt, Egypt? ancient yeah. egypt is so you kind of go back with uh matt lacroix where he says how right that's right and they're the ones who gave everybody all the the knowledge per, per se like sam would say the anunnaki yeah that's so and the anunnaki comes from mesopotamian myth and that's all based on this system i can show you how the anunnaki you're looking at an anunnaki on this screen right now which i can show you but yes so the but uh i don't I don't know that the Anunnaki are literal figures either. And there's people who take the Anunnaki like it's a religion and will get mad at me and not invite me back on their show because they're like, oh, he doesn't believe that the Anunnaki actually came in a rocket and uh, you know, <laughs> changed, changed, you know, changed the people with genetic engineering and created humanity to be their slaves to mine gold for them. So that's a, that's a whole there's a whole Anunnaki mythology that was created by Zechariah Sitchin, which I would argue is another form of literalizing these ancient stories. I'm not oh, sure. Oh, interesting, dude. Can because, we hear see, any of that? Can you tell yeah, some what, of that? Because what happened, Sam, I turned off the screen. What happened is we have everybody believing literal Christianity or you have you have Europe going around forcing literalist Christianity on cultures and saying, Hey, we have to stamp out your ancient wisdom that was given to you. And you have to accept literalist Christianity and you have to accept this system. That's this is 
the whole colonial imperial system of Western Europe basically came out of the people who were literalizing these stories. And for a long time, that kept the system in place. See, if I look, were there more serfs? Were there more peasants in Europe or were there more nobles? Obviously way more peasants and they were growing all the food. Now the nobles did have more weaponry and they had castles, but the people could have risen up if they really wanted to, they could have done, Hey, we're not going to give you any food until we get some more equal conditions around here. A big part of keeping that system in place. Yes, there was the weaponry and the firepower, but a huge part of it was this is ordained by heaven. The, the role of literalist Christianity in keeping that oppressive system going should not be underestimated. But as the literalist belief in the taking the Bible literally started to wear away, they had to give new ways to take this literally and not understand what it really means. So we get this UFO kind of religion from Zechariah Sitchin and people like that. You know, here's the thing. Also, I need people to understand that when we talk about these things, we are not disrespecting your religion. We are talking about what a small group of people did to the masses. Your religion. Well, well, what we're talking about here is, is everything you believe, okay, is what other people believe. All right, you guys are just having ways of discussing it, and it's not saying what you believe is disrespectful or or your belief uh, in whatever Lord you believe in is uh, wrong. We're not saying that at all. We're saying, gay hey, man, what you believe in is in the stars, and everybody and this other group of people who you might be battling or you see them as the pagans, they believe it too. And that will happen a long time ago. A bunch of trusting people believe some power-hungry liars, and it changed the course of the religion. That's all I've been saying on the show forever. That was a super. That was. A, I love how you broke that down, Sam. And that's the. That's like one of the most important points of this whole. They're all connected, and I can prove that they're all connected. So the story. So you shouldn't be going around and smashing out the beliefs of this culture. With because they're all based on the same thing. They all believe and the it, same thing. They can thing. be proven to be based on the same thing when you see that they're all using the same system. So it actually connects us. But when you, what has happened is it's been used to divide us instead. The exact yep. it's been turned on its head. What that is one hundred percent. What is so, happened? So I mean that that's you you i couldn't have said it better that was really perfect the way you just said it and the and the and the native american versions of that eurydice story they have all these different additional pieces to it that weren't in the greek so it's like different parts got remembered by different cultures around the world so if you want to get if you want to find out what the whole thing you have to look at everybody everybody has different pieces of this wisdom it's like there's a researcher named Peter Kingsley who calls it the original instructions. And every culture was given these original instructions that they kept very, uh, they, they had huge respect for and they passed down from uh, generation to generation because these are the original instructions. 
that are there to help us for benefit. And they've been turned into something that divides people. And, and you have one group going around saying, oh, no, your original instructions are no good. you got to come over to our original instructions. Uh, and it's not even and it's not even your original instructions because the literal taking it literally, it was not supposed to be taken literally. When you take it literally, that's when all these problems come in. That's it, why they're telling you to take it literal. So all the problems do show up. And why do they add certain things to this one and then add certain things to the other one and then add certain things to the other one so they each, these groups can all fight with each other? Instead of, you know, when you go to a 12-step program, they tell you, look for the similarities, not the differences. In religion, they tell you, look for the differences, not the similarity. <laughs> it is not, a, we are not condemning religion because religion is spirituality in my opinion. You got to understand what we're talking about. And what you're bringing up, David, is what Jason Louv said on the show a very long time ago, is that the internet, in my opinion, and I'm adding to what he was saying, I think the internet got away from them. They didn't, you had a bunch of people creating internet and they'd never realized that their grandkids would be even better at it and (laughs) take it even farther than they ever imagined. I'm sorry. I don't believe that the guys who invented the internet had any clue what Pornhub was going to be. Okay. (laughs) That's just my opinion. All right. So, and what Jason said is that the internet allowed us to have the knowledge of the elites. And that is what you're talking about right here. The knowledge of the elites. Uh, That's right. That's right. And and Sorry. and this was always kept. I think even in the ancient times, this was kept and passed down. This knowledge of the connection to the stars probably was not given out to everybody. But and so some people might say, well, then why are you giving it out to everybody? Because somebody's misusing it. Yeah. <laughs> somebody somebody twisted it, and they've been using it to hit people over the head with for centuries. So if you want to keep it secret. Then you can't abuse it. But if, if if you don't, if you go around and and hit people over the head with it, then you can't say, "Oh, and I have to keep this secret. No one's allowed to talk about it." So this is that's. Ex- I love how you mentioned the uh, th- what this is about. Let me just show you. I, I want to just kind of jump to this part. You mentioned the twelve t- step program. Th- I want to try and connect it. It's it's. This is kind of a big subject, and it's hard to pull it all together. But do you see the slide there that I'm showing? Yes, yeah. yes, yes. This is a, this is a, a a quote from Dr. Gabor Mate, and he talks about trauma. This is there's leading edge healers, Dr. Gabor Mate. You should have him on the show anytime. But, let me know. Do you know him at all? I don't know him. Damn, I don't know him, but I quote him a lot because I've been studying this stuff for a long time. And seeing that these uh, myths are talking about the, when it's talking about the twins, it's to it's your higher self and your doubting self. And then when I when I, it was like after I wrote my ninth book, I heard Dr. Gaformate on a on a podcast. I'm like, this is exactly what the leading edge. He has dealt with addiction. He lived in East Vancouver, helping people who were like severely addicted, and he talks about how addiction grows out of trauma and trauma is a disconnect from the essential self yes. that generally happens in childhood. This is why it's so important. Like I love that you have little babies because it's like you have a chance to do it right. And in I'm fact, trying, he, has a, he has a book called 
hold on to your children or something like that. All right, I'm getting that. Hold on to your children. Yeah, Gabor Mate is awesome. And he says, look, trauma is it's spoken about a lot. And people say, oh, I never had trauma. I was never physically abused or I was never sexually abused. I wasn't even emotionally abused. But actually, it can trauma is not an external thing. It is an external thing, but it the effect is what happens inside of you, the disconnection from your essential self. And that can happen from a variety of things. Even if your parents love you and are trying to do what's right, you can um, disconnect from yourself because it's too painful to be connected to yourself. Let's say you're screaming in fear in your crib and um, your parents have been told, oh, just let them cry it out. That's what I was told. Yeah, that's kid, what they are, that's what they told back in the day was let the baby cry it out. And think about that baby that's like I'm in terrible fear, yeah, or pain or whatever. They can't really climb out of the crib and go, you know, do Hello, anything. Hello, come get me. <laughs> so, yeah, so they're crying and if you've been told to just and people aren't doing it to try and harm the child, they think that's what's best. That's what they've been told. Well, Dr. Gabor Mate says there's no indigenous society that's told that they didn't they didn't just let their kid cry it out when they're, you know, yeah, toughen them up when they're 18, not when they're 18 months. Yeah, dude. Yes. And you know what, man? I'm sorry. I've been getting into this a lot with people with this virus and with these masks and all this stuff. And they have somebody who's a doctor, but it's in a doctor that has no clue about that doesn't specialize in viruses or respiration or any of that stuff. Right. And they're like, they're, they're a doctor. I'm like, listen, man, doctors are wonderful people. I don't, I don't, I'm not here to demonize any group, but there is something that doctors are better at retaining talking points. That is a big part of the Rockefeller created school system that we live in. It rewards those who can regurgitate talking points. And it's not that I'm being disrespectful to them, but a notion that a doctor is great in this is uh, in this field automatically knows this field. Okay, that's like I'm a great stand-up. Doesn't mean I'm good at improv. I am, but doesn't mean I am. Okay. But if you don't, I mean, obviously, I don't have kids. If you don't let them wait it out after you fed them, burped them, what do you do? What's what's the new well, logic? You're supposed what's- to see when when you take your baby, you put him in the in in the room when it's going to go to bed. You try to walk up, they cry. They cry, but then you're hoping after a couple minutes they'll fall asleep, and they usually do that. But if it's for a while, you got to go in and see what's wrong. I mean, dude, there's a lot of bad advice given to parents of babies. And in reality, it's like moms really do know what's best because it's inside when they we react to their their natural responses. It's when they start hearing expert i mean like what was it dr spock i mean think of all the stuff that dr spock told us mr spock what 
Who are you talking about? No, oh, yeah, they're, they're two different. Mr. Spock oh. was on Star Trek, but oh. Sam's right the there. Guy, the guy, the guy. Yeah, he was good, Sam. I thought Dr. Spock was good. Johnny's right. Johnny's wrong. No, we're both right. No, Johnny thought you were talking about the Star Trek Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but there was a Dr. Spock, too. And like a lot of stuff he's told us, later on, we're looking at it, and it's blown up in our faces. Like we've created little entitled monsters. And the truth is... You have to trust your ins- – what? You don't agree with that, John? No, I totally agree with that. I think yeah. we've created like, you know, everybody's a winner. And it's not – I would never tell anybody to hit their kids. Don't hit your kids. A spanking, maybe here and there. My dad spanked me a couple times. I learned a lesson, dude. I learned a lesson. And how about this? Let kid- people raise their kids. Don't go up to them at the airport in the ball. Tell them how to raise their kids. Okay? Discipline, dude. And love, and love, and love, and love, okay? But some of these things that these these doctors are telling parents doesn't make sense. It just well, doesn't. You, you, well, I'm not the expert. I am an expert in everything, Dave. <laughs> when will you realize but that? How many episodes should, have you, you listened to? You should seriously have Dr. Gabor Mate on. And, if I uh, get him, dude, some people hear awesome. Tim Foyle but, hat, they're like, nope, <laughs> nope. Doctor, what's his name? Again, uh, I think he wants to. I think he wants to help the world. Gabor Mate, but um, the 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 there it is. When you have pain, when a child has pain, that pain needs to be held. The the adult needs to hold that pain. And if and if the child realizes that they cannot trust that parent to hold their pain, then they're going to separate. They're going to separate from that pain. They're going to separate from that part of themselves that's causing that pain. In the in the Soviet Union after World War II, I think there was a lot of babies that weren't being held because a lot of a lot of obviously soldiers died and moms died, and those kids that weren't being held because there was too many nurses, those kids went crazy. Like they had no so they were socially awkward because they need to be held. Oh yeah, dude, it's shown that like when moms stop smiling to babies, they lose babies lose it. They need that interaction and emotion. And in, in the in 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 earlier eras, there were uncles around. If your dad had died in a war, or if your dad was out on a long three month hunting trip or something, there might be. You know, if you think of indigenous societies or hunter gatherer societies that humans had for millions of years, there would be other adults around. But now we're so splintered that it's it's uh, it's very. It, we live in a trauma-inducing society, and that's another phrase I got from Dr. Gabor Mate. But what, what blew my mind was the ancient myths, the earliest ancient myths, are talking about this. This is cutting-edge. Like I said, Dr. Gabor Mate is like a cutting-edge healer in the field of addiction, and he complains that nobody even talks about trauma in med school. I talk to my colleagues. They don't even – if you're dealing – if you're trying to deal with someone's addiction and you're not dealing with trauma – you're not getting to the root of the problem. If you're trying to deal with someone's ADHD, that comes from separating apart from who we are. It comes from not being able to be with who we are because at some point in our childhood, we separated from our authentic self because it was too painful. to. We tried to show our authentic self and we got smacked down or um, we, we were very sensitive. Punished. And, yeah, and and so we say, okay, well, I'm going to steal that part of who I am you know, off, you're, and I'm going to keep it in a box. Yep, 
and, and bury and, it. And dude, I'm telling you, man, our society is set up to punish people who are authentic. It is so hard to go through it when you don't follow the rules, in particularly in school. When you don't follow the rules, you, you this society punishes you, whether it's in school, whether it's in work, any of that stuff. I mean, Hollywood? I mean, if you, uh, dude, everybody here can't conform quick enough. They're just conformist. And you get these blue check marks and they feel like they're super special. I got a blue check mark. Uh, da, 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 da. Kill the blue check marks. If you don't know exactly who they are, block them. That's my opinion, man. That's my opinion. You don't need them. Mute them. If you don't know exactly who they are. So, yeah, okay. So, where are we at now? We so, that's exactly. 10 minutes that's left, exa- brother. And I know, yeah, I, know, I just want to bring it back to this is what the myths are talking about. When we talk about the buried God or the God that has to go down to the underworld or this trip that Orpheus takes down to the underworld, it has to do with this buried part of ourself, the authentic part of ourself that got buried because of exactly what you're talking about, Sam, the culture. This is another quote. from. I call this the first 18 years of my comedy career in (laughs) LA. That's what I call this. We live in a world that rewards us for being inauthentic and punishes us for being authentic. And we live in a world in a culture that seduces us from our true selves with every possible blandishment, reward, promise of fulfillment through artificial means. And so this egoic mind develops as a replacement for your essential self, your authentic self. And whenever your authentic self shows up, this egoic mind, which is a defense mechanism, feels threatened, feels like, hey, I'm, I'm in control of this. I'm the one who gets us through things. The ego is threatened. And so he's talking about actual use of psychedelics to relax the egoic mind, to get, to get the ego out of the way. And so when the psychedelics, he's talking about, he goes on ayahuasca or um, journeys with, with people uh, or with uh, psychedelic mushrooms. But when the psychedelic substance reveals what's underneath that egoic mind, as soon as the effect is gone, the egoic mind wants to rush in and reclaim its territory. And I skipped ahead in my slideshow because I didn't, I, I just, I didn't know exactly where we'd end up going. But I this, do. We're exactly where we need to be. This is exactly what the myths are showing: how to get back in touch with your higher self. This is a picture of doubting Thomas. Doubting Thomas. This is a reconnection with your higher self. Doubting Thomas is the egoic mind that's always doubting that doesn't want to even admit the existence of the higher self. Jesus in this is a picture of you have a higher self. And just like you said, Sam, it is different pictures all over the world. So for some, someone to say, no, 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 you have to use this picture to understand it. That's the problem. It's like, I don't, I'm with you. Everyone should believe what they want to believe. If, if the, if the stories in the New Testament really speak to you, use those. Just don't go out and force them on other people at the point of a gun. But what I would argue this is all about is the egoic mind, that's doubting Thomas, being reconciled with the essential self. And the doubting mind is like, oh, no, no, no. I don't want to hear about it. There is no, it wants to suppress, it wants to push that essential self down because it's doing that as a defense mechanism. That's what it learned to do 
when you went through that. Will you send me that slide? Can yeah. I get? Can you send to me? Email to me. I love it. Absolutely. I think Absolutely. that's really, I think that is the most important thing. And again, Dave, I think the internet has changed the game. I think we're starting to see the more authentic you are now, thanks to the internet, mm. because what you're doing is you're bypassing gatekeepers. Mm. You no longer have to dance through these hoops to get to, to, get to your, your crowd, your, your, uh, your fans, your, your your buyers, people you want to purchase your goods, your entertainment, your book, whatever. You go peer to peer. So no that's, more that's do you. That's a great point. You that's don't have to get point. to it, dude. You don't have to and, get to it. You don't have to please this person who's been put there mostly because he's the only one who wants to do the job. I mean, nobody moves to L.A. going, I want to be an agent. <laughs> Most people move to L.A. going, I want to be a, a star. I want to be an actor. I want to be a comic. I want to be a, 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 a musician. And then when they realize they don't have it, they go. We literally in entertainment, for the longest time, we take people who have failed at the art. And put them in positions to decide who gets a chance to do the art. I mean, it's unbelievable. It is and what I, and, it's what's going on in Growlings right now. Pro. Go on. And, and this is your, I mean, you know that firsthand because that's your livelihood, even. Yeah. That, that there's these gatekeepers in the way, and that's why I think what you're doing and XG and Johnny with this show, or people like Grimerica, or all these other. Uh, you know, THC. Yeah, higher other- side chats. I mean, the, the list is growing. The That's the best cast. part. That's the best yeah. part. The list is growing, dude. But it's like at Groundlings, there's this whole thing going on. This woman trying, she's wearing, holding her fists up. And she's like, she's like, she's she's raging against the machine by trying to get indigenous Native Americans to do long form improv. That's that's her struggle, right? But the, the problem is, is that you have a bunch of teachers there who moved out here to be star, to be working actors and it didn't work out so now they're in positions to decide who moves up and i'm not saying they're bad people but there is ego involved there is trauma involved and you know what you don't need that anymore the best way to do it and i told somebody the other day peer to peer and that's what the internet is man that's what it is dave you came i dave i could tell you probably could talk Forever. I wish we could have gotten to the Anunnaki stuff about, is that in the stars real quick? Because that could be it's the next the stars episode. real quick. Let me show it to you. Oh, shit. Oh, and I do hey, have XG, one question for us. No, I got one question for him. XG's ask questions. going to take us off the fuck thing and I'm going to have a, 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 a pregnant, I mean, a, a, a mother of twins young at me. Where am I right now? That's, uh. Yeah. See, yeah. look at this. When are you coming back? XG, what is your question? It better not. Cause it has to. It, it actually has to do with you. The question was: since the Aztecs and the Mayans did the calendar with constellations, is it wrong that 2020 was supposed to be this year? 2012. 2012 was supposed to be this year. I got a blog post about that, XG. I'll I'll send you a link to the blog post. So See, this is Sam. This goes to Sam. Sam okay. Sam's all right, theory. XG, you all, saved it. All you the, saved it. All the end of the world stuff. No, this, this is right. This is a great segue. XG red red. The universe talked to XG and made a great segue because the end of the world, all this stuff about uh, 
the, the stuff in Revelation. Let me share my screen and I'll show you the, how the Anunnaki are related to it. Share screen right here. The end of the world means the end of a heavenly cycle, the changing of the processional age. You notice that the end of the world always happens on December 21st or, oh no, it's going to be, oh no, this year, it was eight years later. Now it's going to be uh, March 21st or it was uh, June, June 21st. These are the solstices and the equinoxes because I've got a blog post that's all about this. The end of the world, this is a, um, this segues right into the Anunnaki for you, Sam, and I'll make it fast so that you can go hug your children and help your Dude, wife. you are making a run for the, the, the Mount Everest, brother, with your comments. Yeah. <laughs> um, thank you. That's, that's a high honor, Sam. I really appreciate it. This is from Revelation 12. I have some other slides that we didn't get to that shows how all this can be related to the stars. This particular one was... Uh, you know, all over the internet where you had people telling you, oh yeah, we've got the, um, the end of the world is coming because of this, this, this is in revelation 12. They talk about a woman. Look, it even says, look in verse one above my red box. There appeared a great wonder in heaven, in heaven is in the sky. A woman clothed with the sun, with the moon on her feet. She being with child cried travailing in birth. Travail is like an older word for she's in labor. She's in labor pains and she's pained to be delivered. She wants to be delivered. It's talking about Virgo. And then there's a great red dragon with seven heads, multiple heads. We've seen that before. That's Scorpio. And notice how the dragon stood before the woman, which was ready to be delivered. She's ready to give birth. Look at how Virgo looks like a woman about to give birth. She's on her back. Her legs are in the air. And the dragon is waiting for the baby. I'm going to get the baby as soon as it was born. If we turn the page in Revelation 12, it would say that the baby was then snatched up to the throne of God. That's the baby right there. See that little arc? That's the northern crown. And the figure of the constellation Hercules, the mighty figure, is actually snatching up the baby. That's where the word rapture comes from, actually. It's from the word for to snatch up is what? rapture that's why that's why a raptor you know with the big talons it snatches up a rabbit like an eagle or a hawk it it grabs it up this is where they get the term for the rapture it's all based on the stars the baby's being snatched up to the heavens this is in the book of revelation it's actually all about the stars and this actually the same pattern of snatching up the baby is in the myths of maui gets snatched up by his powerful grandfather um, after he gets thrown into the waves of the sea by his parents. Anyway, not to get off track, let's go to the Anunnaki. In that same Revelation 12, this is the archangel Michael. He's standing on, he actually slays the dragon with 10 heads. Yeah. There's this spear. He's almost always shown with a spear, sometimes with a sword. But the archangel Michael can be shown to be He's almost always standing on the dragon. You can see the dragon down there. Yeah. Sometimes it's the devil. Sometimes it's got multiple heads. But look what he's holding in his hands right here. You might not be able to see it unless you zoom in, which I will give you Little a Little people. In. Little people in a balances or a scales. That is the constellation Libra. You see that constellation yeah. Libra? Yeah, holy shit. You see how shit. Ophiuchus is connected to this. Ophiuchus the Archangel Michael in this scene is 
the constellation Ophiuchus standing on, beating down the Scorpio figure with his spear, holding the scales, the balances of Libra. There's a zoom in, uh, not very high resolution, sorry about that, but you can find tons of pictures of Archangel Michael holding a scales. Why is he holding a balances or a scales? Because he's Ophiuchus, and Ophiuchus figures hold Libra sometimes, not always, sometimes. So here's a Anunnaki figure or a Apkalu figure from the, uh, this was found in the ruins of Nineveh in Mesopotamia. That's a Anunnaki. He's got the famous pine cone in one hand. He's holding up with one hand, a little pine cone, Uh, very famous. So you get this talked about, see the wings on his back. I've labeled them A, B, and C. Yep. You see the little bag, the the quote unquote man bag or the famous purse or what's in the bag. The reason he's holding the bag is because Ophiuchus figures sometimes hold something associated with Libra. That's Libra being held by the Anunnaki. So in this case, the upper hand is holding the pine cone. That's the little head of the serpent of Ophiuchus labeled with A. And he's holding with his lower hand the bag. You think think the Anunnaki was... The gentleman you just showed, the the guy sitting on the devil, is that what it was uh, in the last slide? Archangel Michael. It's a different way of interpreting the same. It's the same constellations over and over. These same patterns are used in all the myths around the world to teach us things about ourselves. Wow. So all right, that's dude. What it, that's right. what it's about. You crushed. <laughs> I, if I didn't have a mom call me home, people are like, get a babysitter. Dude, I, I'm trying here. Um... Dave, tell them again where they can find you real quick, brother. Yeah, thanks so much for having me on, Sam. It's a real pleasure, and I love the I love the enthusiasm. I I've love got, it, dude. Uh, That's amazing. Thanks. I've got uh, I've got my website is Star Myths of the World. You can check it out. There it is, Star Myths of the World, um, StarMythWorld.com. I've got an Instagram with I think three followers. Maybe I'm up to four, five <laughs> followers now. <laughs> I'm kind of late to the Instagram game. I have to up my game on that. I do have a YouTube where I put a bunch of videos. But if you go to, so you can see that there, my YouTube name, that was my first book, Matheson Corollary. But if you go to my Star Miss of the World website, it's got tons of stuff. It's got uh, links to all my books where you can read some of the sample content. It's got podcasts that I've been on in the past. It's got a blog that I've been writing (laughs) since like 2011 that has over 1,200 blog posts. One of them is about the uh, stuff that XG asked about, like, did the, uh, was the Maya calendar wrong? Um, I talk about how it's, it's actually celestial. So if you go to my website, you can check that stuff out. All right. Well, that'll be the Perfect. next episode. We have you on. XG did a great job. Your questions are getting better and better. <laughs> I'm proud of you. Uh, Johnny, uh, any thoughts? Fascinating. I thought it was great. Hey, Dave, thanks for coming on. We'll do it again ASAP, and I will email you. I'd love to have you on Zero when, as soon as I can get you on. Okay, brother? Thanks, thanks so much, Sam and team and everyone listening. I really, really enjoyed it. May the swarm find you, brother. I'll talk to you soon, everybody. Take care. Thanks for your support. I will be in San Diego this weekend, so come hang out with me. I'm at the American Comedy Company. Grab your tickets now. Go deep, homeboy. <laughs> Open your mind. Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit.
Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind. Tim Foyle hack. Tim Foyle hack.